0: This is District Sentinel Radio, it's the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. For the uh, Means TV heads out there, they might have uh, remembered that last week on Means Morning News, Sam and I declared... Kanye West, the rich dick of the week, based on his tweets encouraging people to use their $1,200 stimulus checks to, quote, buy land, and his tweets praising Jared Kushner for bringing peace to the Middle East, a, a tweet that uh, got a, got a shout-out from uh, Ivanka Trump. So I think it was a, a very well deserved pick, but uh, this morning Kanye throwing a curveball at us, tweeting that uh, he, I guess, is a fan of collective bargaining. He tweeted out the, um, I guess, the uh, Labor Department's definition of what collective bargaining is, along with uh, along with saying we must form a union, we must unify. Not sure who he's referring to with uh we um Kanye is of course uh a, a capitalist, a boss. He has you know 160 employees that work at his company Yeezy. In fact, Yeezy received some PPP funding in order to save those 160 jobs. So, I don't know, it looks like uh Kanye's just going to um proactively recognize a union at his company before they've even attempted to unify, it looks like. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about here, Sam. Any, any, any t- Care to take a, a guess here?
1: <laughs> I, I have uh, no idea what he's talking about. I know that uh, I, I did some research for the segment on Means uh, Morning News for the Rich Dick segment, and I know that he was... Uh, very upset about the music industry, and at one point um tweeted out every page of a contract uh, that he'd been that he'd either signed or been offered or something. I'm not really yeah perhaps not really he's... sure what 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 was going on there and And then at one point, he also put uh his Grammy in the toilet and peed on it so maybe he's referring to some sort of artist' union here. I would assume so. He's probably not I, that, talking about his employees. No, probably not.
0: Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll monitor the situation and uh, update this week's Rich Dick, if we see fit, uh, for uh, Thursday's Means Morning News. Which, of course, you can watch by becoming a subscriber over at Means TV. Which you can become by becoming a patron of The Sentinel over at patreon.com slash District. Sentinel, all new subscribers get a month free to Means TV. All right, let's get on with the show. It's Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020.
1: Here's the news. Well, that didn't take long. It is now officially cringe to call Senate Republicans over the RBG vacancy. Cory Gardner said yesterday he supports Trump moving forward with a nominee Mitt Romney said the same today. Politico reported that means that Senate Republicans have the votes to move forward this year. So no, do not take the 30 seconds out of your day that it would require to pick up the phone uh, to call a Senate Republican. Don't do it. It's pointless. Also, uh, maybe I shouldn't have spent time yesterday joking about the House impeaching a bunch of officials to clog up the Senate. We clipped part of a Nancy Pelosi, George Stephanopoulos interview, uh, but we left out a part of it that uh, I did not see at the time of recording. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver, you're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning the uh... system error system reboot (laughs) shortly after Pelosi did say that quote protecting our democracy requires us to use every arrow in our quiver but uh, based on her glitch there it doesn't really sound like she has the stomach for it
0: The landlord asking me when I'm going to pay my rent that's several months behind, I keep telling him, look, I've got a lot of arrows in my quiver here. (laughs) some time.
1: (laughs) Again, uh, much is still undecided. It's possible Democrats will flood the Senate with impeachment trials. I wouldn't bet on it, though me not betting on it actually probably means it will happen. I will say that the most likely way to stop this nomination at this point is hundreds of thousands of people swarming Capitol Hill for a months-long occupation to shut down the Senate to stop people from even entering the damn building. Anyway, you can't count on the Democrats to lead opposition to this. That being said, if you're going to do any kind of organizing right now, should probably organize your own workplace or do some tenant organizing or working to defund the police in your town. The Supreme Court is basically illegitimate at this point. Lifetime appointments uh, should not be a thing.
0: The number of COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. has now surpassed 200,000, and in particular, the bodies are stacking up within federal prisons. In recent days, the Federal Bureau of Prisons announced multiple COVID 19 deaths among its inmate population. The deaths raise questions about the care individuals are receiving in federal prison and the possibility of coronavirus reinfections. Take, for example, the death of inmate Tim Hokut on September 14th at the Federal Correction Institute in Terre Haute, Indiana. According to the BOP press release, Hokut reported to medical staff at the facility that he was experiencing coughing, congestion, and nausea. He was tested for coronavirus that same day, which came back positive, and Hokit ended up dying that same day as well. He was 53 years old. BOP claims Hokit had pre-existing medical conditions. He was serving a 156-month prison sentence for allegedly distributing meth, That sentence turned into a death sentence. Then there's the case of 62-year-old Ricky Lynn Miller, who died of COVID-19 on September 17th, while incarcerated at a federal facility in Butner, North Carolina. According to the BOP, Miller first tested positive for COVID back on June 1st. A week later, however, Miller tested negative. But then on September 9th, Miller was transferred to a hospital with shortness of breath, A week later, he was given another test, and it came back positive for the virus, and Miller died the very next day, suggesting that either A, he recontracted the virus after testing negative, or B, was given a false negative diagnosis, which resulted in delayed treatment. BOP blames his death, however, as they do uh, for every inmate it's reported on pre-existing conditions. So far, 121 federal inmates have died of coronavirus that we know of. This is all based on the reporting coming out of the Bureau of Prisons. Two BOP staffers have also died from the virus. Thanks to Shadow Producer Matt Sostock for staying on top of these numbers. And while we're talking about the Department of Justice, a new DOJ Inspector General report is out, detailing the number of civil rights and civil liberties complaints it has received Through this year so far, this is an annual report that the inspector general has to release uh, due to um, requirements under the Patriot Act. The IG reported 595 complaints. It was, however, only able to corroborate one of them, involving a Bureau of Prisons food employee making disparaging remarks about a Muslim inmate. The IG acknowledged that it was able to corroborate the complaint mainly because the remarks were made not just in front of the inmate, but also a group of other Muslim inmates and a prison chaplain who witnessed it all.
1: Financial regulators have approved of water derivatives. The contracts started trading last week on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange in a development praised by a Democrat on the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Rostin Benham an ultimate finance guy name, told the Financial Times that water derivatives were, quote, a really good thing. He praised them as something that can, quote, help stakeholders manage the risk that is going to continue to present itself to us, referring to climate change. First it was carbon credits, now it's water derivatives. Liberals just love climate change solutions that make financial dicks rich. Per the FT, the contract is based on an index measuring the spot price of water in California based on water rights. The paper quoted a corporate lawyer saying it should help farmers hedge against fluctuations in water prices, and obviously it won't have any negative effect, just like how the housing market has been increasingly financialized since the 1980s, and that led to everyone getting housing and never losing it, and nobody ever losing housing, and nobody not having enough housing. Of note, the CFTC issued a report on climate change earlier this month. The agency warned that climate change can, quote, exacerbate financial system vulnerabilities that have little to do with climate change, such as historically high levels of corporate leverage. In other words, climate catastrophe could deal the final blow to companies that have borrowed a lot of money. The solution to this, however, is more financial wizardry, according to the CFTC. Quote, the financial system can itself be a catalyst for investments that accelerate economic resilience in the transition to a net zero economy. It can do that. The financial system can also do the exact opposite of that insulating the power of those who already have tons and tons of money. In 2010, the United Nations General Assembly voted to declare access to water as a human right. The United States was one of 40 countries to abstain from the vote. Some good-ass liberal multilateralism from the Obama administration Finally, we have new evidence that illegal surveillance
0: was conducted on protesters in Portland. Journalist Ken Klippenstein published a report in The Nation this week based on sources familiar with the federal government's intelligence operations in the city in recent months. According to the story, multiple federal agencies within both the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice put out a call for agents to volunteer to be part of the intelligence gathering effort in Portland. According to one source for the story, this is a highly unusual request, and suggests that the departments were not ordering individuals to go to Portland because the operations they were being asked to join were likely illegal. So instead they were asking for volunteers. Reading from Klippenstein's report, quote, while in Portland, an interagency task force involving DHS and the Justice Department used a sophisticated cell phone cloning attack the details of which remain classified, to intercept protesters' phone communications. That's according to two former intelligence officers. It was described as part of a, quote, low-level voice intercept operation. It was, according to sources, an effort to get a, quote, inside view on targets and their hierarchy. It's already been reported how the feds deployed surveillance aircraft to fly over Portland during the unrest. However, the use of voice intercepts on the ground pose a far more intrusive threat to privacy. As two former intelligence officers told Klippenstein about the operations, quote, they were abusing people's rights, end quote. And that music means the newscast is over and it's time to read some haiku for our new subscribers over at patreon.com districtsentinel district sentinel. All new subscribers get, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, a month free of Means TV. They get access to uh, bonus content like our Friday Garbage Can show, and they get a poem. Sam, you
1: want to uh, read today's poem? Yeah, this is for Tyler. Tyler, sometimes I feel like going off to the mountains for goddamn ever. Big same. Big same there. Thank Where you. Where I will have no right to access water, <laughs> thanks to my own government.
0: Well, you'll you'll be able to put, like, cups on your roof and stuff. Collect it from the sky. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks to all the new subscribers. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. Don't forget, we also have a listener rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message And we'll play it on air. That's it for the newscast this week. Tomorrow we've got a brand new Chip Chat coming out. We'll be talking about the uh, DOJ's classification of certain cities as anarchist jurisdictions. And then Thursday, a brand new Means Morning News on Means TV. And then we're back here Friday for the Garbage Can Show for subscribers. We're here in D.C. so you don't have to be.